Everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. I'm Courtney Cronin. <laughs> and joining us in the Zoom room for the first time ever on another one of our KISS track-by-track episodes, this guy, I've known him since I think I moved out here 25 years ago. I'm, I, I know I met him the first year I was out here, and uh, we're friends, but we don't hang out. But if I if he called me for something and I called him... We would be there for each other. That's true, I hope, because I'm putting yes. myself out there. I'm putting my heart out there right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, Christian Malmeen. How you doing, Christian? I'm doing exceptionally well. I'm very, very excited to be here and to be a part of this podcast today. Now, Christian, I don't know why you've never been on the show before, because you love rock and roll. You love Kiss. You're a drummer. You, you love The Who. You and I like the same music. I, I don't I don't know why I've never had you on before. It's been ten years, and this is the first time you got the call. So, whoa, what was that? That is not <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> what? That sounds like what it's not. Hang on. I know. I was going to yeah. make a comment. Oh, we know what I, it is, I, Courtney. I, I honestly thought Christian was shaving. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like looked down for a second. I was like, is he just going to shave his beard off? What's that noise? I don't know. Who's? Is it my computer overheating? I don't. It might be a fan on your computer. Oh, it is. My computer is getting like super hot. Yeah. Well, you're showing us a lot of cleavage right now. I know. My my husband's tipping the computer. (laughs) Is your husband shirtless? Yeah. (laughs) Get shirted up, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you. Your husband. Stanley, look. Just this book. Sorry, guys. Hang on. That's so okay. Sorry. It's the new computer. I'm surprised it was doing that, but it's been on all day because I've been doing important things. Like That's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about Ooh, that. Your phone. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Now it sounds good. Yeah. Sorry about that. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Christian, what you have to know is Courtney apologizes a lot during the podcast for when <laughs> oh, she doesn't need right. to. When she doesn't need to. All right. So Christian, uh, how long have you lived in Los Angeles? I have lived out here. Oh my goodness. Uh, Over 25 years. Over 25 years. You're an actor. You're a drummer. Yes. You, we can see your drumming videos on YouTube. That is correct. Tell us, tell us where we find this. Well, uh, the name is spelled uh, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. The last name is spelled M-A-L- M-I-N. And I do have my own channel on the YouTube with uh, different <clears throat> acting things, different drumming things, and even a few Kiss trivia things. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, I was going to do my, my best Troy McClure and say, you may remember me for such <laughs> trivia shows as <laughs> Beat the Geeks on Comedy Central and The Experts on the YouTube. <laughs> so both of those shows, I did compete in Kiss trivia and was victorious in both programs. There you go. Oh, that's so cool. There you go. So then you're going to have so all these I don't like, even, cool I'm going to close Wikipedia. Because <laughs> oh, okay. we, right. have Cre- we have Christian here, so we don't need Wikipedia. We, I don't, we don't need right. me to be like, I don't know, I think it was this. I don't know, I can't find it. 
Also, Christian, <laughs> you you have in fact dressed up as Peter Chris before. You and your friends have dressed up as the whole band, and like you you guys had stellar costumes. Thank you. This is a true story as well. This is a true story. We all, a group of us got together. Uh, Kiss happened to be playing the Irvine Meadows Amphitheater on Halloween night of 1996. Now, many of us had all gone to the forum, those dates in August of 1996, but they were returning. And um, long story short, four of us got together and we said, it's Halloween night. If we're going to make costumes... We really got to go all the way, and and we did, and all the uh, planets lined up, and we had some really good costumes. You can buy really good costume pieces online nowadays, but you know. But back then, ago, no, you had to make them. Yeah, so uh, that we did, and that's a true story. And how many people stopped you to get their pictures taken with you guys? Was that like all night long? Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. A um, lot, which was great, which is which was absolutely fine. And in fact, should I add one thing? Let me add one thing. Add whatever um, you want to add. We went out on the Halloween night of 2001. So we're like, you know, about a month and a half after September 11, 2001. And on Santa Monica Boulevard, on that big uh, festival, there was a fire truck that was parked there, and they were raising money because they were going to replace one of the trucks that got mashed in New York City. Wait a minute, Christian. Did that fire truck come from the firehouse? The firehouse, <laughs> baby! We're going to have to call out. Okay. We'll, we'll get I don't think later. he got that reference. Oh, that was a little it. too obscure, Oh, Pat. he got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. but, it, but anyway, uh, they were going city to city, and they were just doing a fill-the-boot kind of thing to pay for the truck okay. and raise money. Um but we decided to just park ourselves at the fire truck. Nice. And um, everybody wanted their picture with us. And we just said, hey, listen, you got it. But you got to make a donation to these guys. And nice. Long story short, they said they made more money in the couple hours we were there than they had on any of the different ah. stops at tour. Applause. Thank That's great. And, it, and then you asked for a cut, right? <laughs> hey, you know, that, Gene that, it depends on if he was dressed as Gene. Yeah, that, that's what the real kiss would do. Uh, we're gonna need. Let me tell you something. We're gonna need some proceeds. Who are you? I'm Bill Coin. I'm the accountant. I'm the manager. Seriously, we need some proceeds. We helped out. You got to give us some money. That's right. That's right, baby. All right, so today, guys, uh, and Christian, you've uh, what's the soap opera that you've been reoccurring in a lot? Uh, most recently, I was on General Hospital. And what did you play? Did you play a doctor? I played a guy. I was on the board of directors. <laughs> oh, of course. But I had some mob. I had some ties with a guy that had mob ties. Oh, yeah. Oh I no. Was trying to speaking of brokering deals, I was trying to arrange it. <laughs> That General Hospital building itself would be purchased and transformed into luxury condominiums. Okay, it sounds like a and good I idea. I had a lot of stakes in that deal, but uh, it just didn't work out. Now, what is that noise from? Is, is it too loud? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a jet engine just came in. <laughs> what is well, that? What is rare. that noise? It's okay. It's all right. Prepare for Hot Flash Central. I'm going to turn oh, on the air. No. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to have to call out the firehouse. Definitely. Yeah. Every, here's what happens, Christian. Every time Courtney is bored with the conversation, she just turns on some sound effect. 
No, that's not true. I just start, it's going to be warm. So I might have to change locations halfway through. That's okay. Do, now, is that why your husband doesn't have a shirt on? Mm-hmm. Or were there some afternoon shenanigans happening? <laughs> no, not, not, not before the podcast. All right, here um, we go. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into uh, first music from the elder, if I'm giving the full title. And then we're going to do Creatures of the Night. Now, music from the Elder. What we know about this is this is Eric Carr's first album with the band. He could not have been happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably ready. He's pro- oh, man, we're going to do a rock and roll album. It's going to be awesome. And then they throw down, we're going to do a concept album. <laughs> How are you on pad flute? <laughs> <laughs> and especially since they had just come off of doing these concerts in Australia, right? which uh, that was their first time in Australia. The concerts were enormous, sold out. It was a huge thing. Still kind of, you know, riding the tail of, of Unmasked right. and still wearing the Dynasty costumes. Right, with a fox then, with them now. That's right, the fox, and now back to the studio. And here and we back go. back to Bob Ezrin. And back to Bob Ezrin, who you would think... This would. This is going to be a stellar thing. This Bob Ezrin, he produced Destroyer. So here we go. Here we exactly. go. Now, does anyone know what the storyline of the Elder is supposed to be? Courtney, do you have any idea? Sort of. It's like a guy. I mean, obviously, it's a boy. Yeah. And he's too young to do some things, I guess, but <laughs> old enough to fight evil in this fake world. Where these old men are trying to get him to to come in and fight evil. It sounds a lot like the Catholic But it's really church. vague. It's just super vague. Like all I think of is like never ending story. Okay. You know, like for some reason, like that's where my head goes, like where the world goes. And to be honest, when I listen to this, I have to envision this like world. You know, to listen to it, because I think that's the only way to listen to it. You can't put it on and be like, all right, everybody, let's dance. You know, it's not (laughs) it's not like that. It's kind of like to me, it was like the soundtrack of every D&D game in every basement going on with all the guys I was friends with as a kid. You know, and and if you're telling a story, I think the best way to do it is to change the running order many times on the releases. That's the way. That you, mm-hmm. you you can't put chapter ten as chapter one, and why did they change the running order of this thing? There, how many running orders are there? I found three. Three. How many are there, Christian? Yeah, there are about three. I I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the oath really is not supposed to start the whole thing off. Is that mm-hmm. isn't that correct? Yeah, we're gonna you know, go. Like, we're we're gonna go with the C, the most recent CD running order, which starts with yeah. uh, the hard rock and fanfare. but i do know here's what i know the council of elders it's a secret society that's part of a larger group that's known as the order of the rose the rose that's Uh, right see i was close and no no you were right on and the boy is just a boy but it's basically good versus evil all and right. the details beyond that, I am still trying to figure it, out. It's myself, like if someone know. looked at the cover of a like a Lord of the Rings novel, yes. and they were leaving Australia, and then like just sat on the plane going, "I wonder what that book's about." <laughs> and then like that's what this is about. Now, Kyle, let me before we start, Kyle, uh, critique this album cover. What do you think of this album cover? I mean, it, it, 
it's okay. It doesn't, it's weird that, first off, it's weird that it's a Kiss album. And right, right. it does, and I, yes, it is supposed to seem like it's from something that, like music from the elder. It's supposed right. to be like, so like, oh, if this were a movie, that would be an important scene right. in the movie or potentially the poster. But right. it's fine. It's just, it's weird. It doesn't seem like a boy's hand. It just <laughs> seems like a big hand that they just shrunk down. And there's a rose there on the door knocker. That's true. Mm-hmm. Whose hand is it? Do we know? I, I don't. Probably just a model, right? That's can't yeah, be one of the was, bands. Okay. There were rumors going around, uh, but it is just a model, and the door was kind of built as a set. It's not an actual door from a cathedral or a. But there's people castle. I know with pictures in front of it. Oh really? So, oh yeah. I wonder if they've yeah. like rebuilt a bunch it of my like... Facebook friends. Maybe, maybe some cra- maybe some crazy okay. nerd made it. No, I think it's a real door. Yo, we and, went to Jack's basement and got a picture take with the elder door. There's the bat. There's going to come over. Look at those hinges. Look at my Facebook right now. There's okay. people no, posted themselves in front of the door. Yeah. And they all have the one with their hand, like on my, on my kiss, like kiss army friends. Like they have it. It's kind of cool. Okay. I got to look that up. And, and there was um, a picture of Paul Stanley with his hand on the door, but evidently for the album cover, it wasn't actually his hand. Pa- Paul just posed. For that you, is that the one photo. where he's like hugging the door and he's like, hi, <laughs> like I've got it a little secret of, for you. And then it does kind of look that way. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss, kiss will go anywhere if they can put their hand on some knockers. Well, hey, hello. hello. Hey, oh, my drum set is in so, the other room. This, I'm turning um, the fan back on. Hang on. We did a snare hit for that. <laughs> this, uh, so this could, the working title was uh, music uh, from something that will never exist. <laughs> that's right that's right all right so the first song is uh, it's an instrumental it's called fanfare written by paul stanley and bob ezrin just play a little bit you don't gotta play too much no one no one puts this on a mixtape temp music <laughs> there's strutter and there's fanfare yeah right way to kick it off yeah um it's gonna give eruption a run for its money <laughs> hear, <laughs> ye, hear ye hear ye the next kiss. i mean yeah, yeah, there's think not, of. well there's th- there's 12 or 13 seconds of like the lightest chimes you've ever heard in your life right at the beginning yeah like they like probably a mile away and then <laughs> Yeah, and then it's just like this, and there's no like setup, like there's no G like in a far off land. Yeah, that's what it needs. Whatever, it's in, just it like, needs in a galaxy far, far away. When I when yes. I hear this, I'm not prepared for what's coming next. So I'm just like, I don't know what any of this is. Are we at a Ren Fair? I feel like this? I feel like if each song had like a little dialogue uh, interstitial between each song to explain yeah. what was going on, that would have really helped uh, helped the album to sell uh, even more. Yeah, I think so because if they're marketing it as concept slash, mm-hmm. like I'm a musical fan, and I'm a, a rock opera fan, you know, like and when I, that's how I, and that's why I enjoy this, right? Because I could totally see this live on stage with like a chorus, you know, and and actors and like putting together the story and all of these songs I think would fit 
really well yeah in a musical can, can we just say that it's from inception they don't know what they're doing because like we, <laughs> we don't know what the story is and the four of us research. don't even know yeah and it's like it's like oh yeah it's just like this and maybe it's not even different interpretations everyone's like we got this part and then everything else is just kind of there well, Kyle, the album's only existed since 1981. I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. Um, there's a boy, and there's an ace song, and then there's... <laughs> this, this is what's Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. And how, it, how is the band... How are their pictures not anywhere on this album? That's, I mean, that's their selling point. The make... I mean, would, they could have been in some... It was the like, haircuts. It was the haircuts. The short haircuts. Like, nope, these did not work. Let's how just is, how is there not like even Gene in like a red thing? Like, how is he not the villain? Right. And there's like. And Paul know, has a big the, sword. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been, like, been great. Dio, Dio this up. And Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric Carr could have been the boy because he's he would have been the youngest or the newest member and he was mm-hmm. short. Yeah. And uh, then was, and actually was, no one could be younger than Paul and I. So we actually added years to his age on his driver's license and they could have had ace in the corner and like a jester's hat it would have been great just yeah yeah he's he's in that anyway all right what do we got next kyle what's the next tune uh this is just a boy this this Uh. is setting up this is your this is your tommy (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my god comparing this to tommy is oh wait that's still fanfare of course it is here we go do your job Steers the ship through the stormy sea. If hope is lost and sorrow we while some are search for one to guide us, some are staring at me. It's important to point out that there was a fan newsletter about Kiss and they had talked about all oh, the upcoming album, Hard Rock. They're getting back to basics. <laughs> no. It's going to be straightforward, punch in the gut, rock and roll. And then can you imagine the average 13, 14 year old yeah. who was like, oh, uh, what? Okay. And, and like telling hey. your friends, like, look what I got. This is what it's going to be. And then yeah. you're like, all right, we got it. I, am just I, uh, I was in 11th grade when this came out and I remember playing it for my two best friends who weren't even Kiss fans. So I don't know why I would play this for them. And I was trying to convince them that it was great and they were not having it at all. They were like, no. They might have been right. Yeah. They I'm were not, not saying this it. is horrible. This yeah. is, there are worse Kiss albums for sure. I like this song though. Yeah, I don't, I I don't song mind the song. Beautiful. What about you, Christian? Do you like this song? Um, this song, the song is all right. Um, I have some other uh, thoughts to go along with with the oath about the falsetto um, and just saying that in general, you got to hand it to Paul for really going for it and mm-hmm. going outside of what would be considered his comfort zone. Um, and also, you know, the disco thing was 
phasing out by end of 81, but still the really high falsetto was, was, was a big thing. As were headbands. They were a big <laughs> popular fashion accessory. Yep, Paul wore a headband. So we'll, but we'll get to that later. We'll get to um, that. Yeah. All right. But the- he's certainly uh, stretching his wings, and we don't know uh, the flight. Maybe some... This is this, this is this uh, is this is pre Phantom of the Opera. Maybe Paul, you know, he, he already knew that someday this was his oh, audition. Yeah. This was and his it, audition. I'll it be has been said before. Just a boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Setting before I uh, said before in Paul tackling different vocal styles and challenges, he was almost setting him up setting himself up for playing the Phantom of the Opera years later. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say setting himself up for failure is what I well, thought you that, were gonna well, say. Well, yeah. <laughs> that too. All right, track three. Look at this. We're moving right along. This is a song written by, this is an outside writer, Tony Powers. I don't know anything about that guy. Now, now, did they sit that guy down and like, here's the story. And There's he, a boy, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. So far, there's a boy. So far, we got a boy. We have a fanfare and this boy. We envision we envision him going on an odyssey. So if you, have you ever read if, the Odyssey like that, <laughs> that's what we want. Only in a three minutes or five minute song. So they got the guy who wrote the theme to the banana split. Yes, that's who this guy is, right? They're like, that's what we need. Which that, like the monkeys need, as a band of bananas. Yeah, they needed to add some bananas to it. They were like, look, the bit, there's four banana splits. There's four of us. <laughs> they wear costumes. We wear costumes. That's right. So the Odyssey. Get ready for the lisping. From a far off galaxy. From a far-off galaxy, I hear you calling me. We are on an odyssey. That's my deep voice. I love it. That's my deep lisp. Falsetto, deep, he's hitting it all. I'm doing it all. I'm hitting it all. To hell with Bolton. You name it. That's right. I I might even rap. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) You know, there's some songs on The Elder that really make The Elder The Elder, and I think that's one of those songs. Yeah. Ooh, I like how you put that, Christian. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I've been working on that one. (laughs) If you just played this song and told me it was from Phantom of the Paradise, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is, (laughs) yeah. That's what it's from. Now, I think it has like a Bowie thing going on. Yeah. Now that's like, it. That's what I feel. That might be an insult yeah. to David Bowie. <laughs> and uh, also, but just that's what it sounds like, huh? The uh, the uh, what's listed as the American Symphony Orchestra Ooh. was employed for that, um, and the album. I don't. I don't know where they're from. Boston, New Haven. It doesn't. It was say. actually There's, fifty people, one from each. One state. from each state. Oh, good. I was hoping that was the case. Good. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate that song. I actually. I actually like that song. I love that one. Christian, do you like that song? 
It's 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 fine for what it is. Yeah, it's it's a very elderish elder song. Is it the, is it the best song so far that we've heard? Is it the best so far? Or do you like just yeah. a boy better, Courtney? Me? Yeah. Oh, no, Od- so far, Odyssey. Odyssey's the best so far. Yeah. All right. So far. So far. So far. So far. Yeah, I, agree. So far. The, I have far. a quick. Oh, sorry. I was going to oh, say. No, I go ahead. Quick, quick. Qu- uh, sorry. Quick question for Christian. That's okay. hard to say. Oh, that is hard to say. But, Christian, are you one of those Kiss fans who was like almost slightly offended by the elder? Because I have friends that are like offended by this. They're like, I, I can't even believe this <laughs> after I've given them my life. Then there's other people who were just like, this is a, this is like one of my favorite. There are people whose favorite album is, is, is the, is the elder, which is, I don't know if they're telling the truth or not. And, and then, you know, and then there's people like us who are just like kiss fan, you know, we're not like as smart into the kiss as like all, you know, you guys are with doing trivia and all that. But like, you know, I was told this was awful by <laughs> some people and the people that told me it was awesome. I was like, do I trust them? I don't know if I can trust. Them. <laughs> yeah. Well, in uh, the MTV Unplugged, they uh, they do a song from The Elder, and mm-hmm. uh, Paul Stanley, I'm, I'm just not verbatim, but he said, well, now here's a song from an album that some people can never get enough of, and for others, it's always too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And even somebody immediately yells out from the audience, The Elder! Yeah. And then he said, this is from The So I guess I wasn't completely offended by it. Yeah. I guess it w- I would just was trying to understand it. Okay. I mean, yeah. at this and point... Try and, and, spoken and, and, like a true fan. Yeah. At yeah. This, and <laughs> finding the definite positives and, and, and then trying to understand the negatives. Yeah. At this point yeah. in, the, in the Kiss um, discography, we, we had Disco Kiss, then we had Pop Kiss with Unmask. And so when this came out, I was just like, all right, they're just, they're just going to do some different stuff for a while. And that's fine with me. So... I, uh, yeah, I never, um, at the time I never disliked this album. I actually thought of, I'm like, oh, this, this is different and it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And, and I bet, I bet no matter, no matter what side you fall down on, uh, if you're someone who hates this album or you're someone that loves it, if you went to see Kiss live in concert in 2021 and they ripped into, uh, I, mm. everyone would be on their feet. They mm. did. Oh yeah. They the, did on the Kiss Cruise. There you and go. Everybody lost and every, their mind. And everyone lost I their mind, see? And Even they did the oath. And that was the first time I ever heard the oath was live. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. Like, <laughs> and, and, people, and people are going, the oath, the oath. And I'm like, why are you yelling what? for this song? Because it's better than the other version. <laughs> I didn't know this album at all. I didn't know anything about it at the time. And I was like, and people were screaming, the oath. And afterwards, people were going, can you believe they played the oath? And I'm like, no, no. I can't. Why? <laughs> but, you know, to to put everything into context, and, and Pat, yeah, if you remember this, I don't know, ages with all of us, but what they talked about where, you know, the toy marketing had really become oversaturated right. and the dynasty costumes when, when they're all four of them sitting there on the Tom Snyder sh- show, yeah. mm-hmm. all the dynasty costumes, they take up like the entire set and they were very <laughs> Vegasy, and they all had a color and it was, yeah. And it become more, a little more poppy. And so just the whole thing of like, it's what are they going to do now? We're in the, it's the eighties. Yeah. And, just you know, you, you could kind of remember that time frame when they wanted to do something different. People were kind of 
what are they going to do next? Right. Something different would be in order. And yeah. Also, other Ke- people were satisfied with the different. Kiss costumes are not made for sitting. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the most uncomfortable thing to be in that ace dynasty costume and sitting in a chair. Peter had the big giant green fur oh and my all, God. You know, all that stuff. It was, that was, but that's another podcast. The Tom Snyder show. All right, let's move on and let's hear uh, Gene sing a little bit. This is a song called only you written by Gene. And it looks like it's a co-lead vocal with Gene and Paul. So. Far, that might be the most kiss sounding song mm-hmm. although i never uh whenever i read hear the title or read the title only you i don't remember what the song sounds like it's oh, kind of it's kind of yeah, forgettable to me uh, earlier today i was listening and this happened with this one and the next song where i like was further down and i was like i don't i think i skipped those songs <laughs> and then i listened i was like oh no i did listen to those i think <laughs> yeah. i, I uh, Oh, pardon me. I, no, I, I was rather... going to say Gene sounds amazing. But yeah, Gene does sound his amazing. voice sounds unbelievable. Oh, I was, yes, I was going to echo that sentiment because, yeah. uh, and this also, um, it would fit perfectly on Gene's 78 solo album. It sure oh would. Just yeah. go right in there perfectly. Um, and it's got, it's got a nice little good beat to it. It's got some kind of sound design effects going on, mm-hmm. almost like a backwards thing that kind of phases in and out and... Not the worst song on the album. No, no, not oh. at all. Not at all. Not at no. all. I think it's a, yeah, it's a pretty good track. All right. I think it's out of place like a couple of the other ones because it, I feel like it should be before Odyssey and then after, but anyway, whatever. So I guess this song, I guess the title Only You, I guess he's telling the boy that only you can do whatever we want you to do. And knowing Gene, he really wanted to call it Only Me. And Bob's like, Gene, every song you sing cannot be about you. you <laughs> every song can't be autobiographical. This one's about I was, uh, a boy. I was talking to myself as a boy. <laughs> uh, okay, it's in the third person. Maybe he, want, maybe, he, maybe he wanted it to be like a, a Shazam thing where the boy would yell, Demon, and then turn into Gene. Right. What do you think of that? Right. Write that down, Kyle. We'll work on it. Um, all right, and Gene. Yeah, Gene may have been thinking of a younger version of himself, perhaps when he was playing <laughs> bass in the Long Island Sounds. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. That's one of Gene's bands before Kiss, before Wicked Lester. The Long. Oh, Island. really? Oh. Yeah, the Long Island Just Sounds. Name. Yeah. Sounds like yeah, a, just one of his bands that he was in. Sounds like know? a band. I never knew that. That's cool. Yeah, just one of the bands he was in. It sounds like a band know, Billy Joel would be in, not Gene Simmons. <laughs> I think that I think the Long Island Sounds are now a minor league baseball. <laughs> you would think yes. I'm like pretty certain. <laughs> yes, it does seem 
apropos. <laughs> All right, moving on to Under the Rose, uh, Eric Carr getting a songwriting credit. This is his first songwriting credit on a Kiss album, and this is uh, written by Gene and Eric, sung by Gene. Let's hear Under the Rose. If I had the lyrics in front of me for this song, this this might be the the first song that's really explaining some stuff about this story. Yes, I was yeah. just going to say you're hearing the words "Odyssey" and "Destiny" and other clues to what's going on, and and Rose, and, and, and Rose? you're hearing yeah. n- names of the other songs. Yeah, so yeah like yeah. maybe start with that. <laughs> oh, that's kind of an interesting way. To like think if you about put that again. one up up top. Because Fanfare is the shortest song on here, and it seems like the longest. (laughs) Yeah, it it was like their version of Broken Mirror, but it was Mm, broken. Nice. Nice reference. (laughs) And I guess... Didn't quite work, but... Yeah. I mean, actually, I take that back. It does. It's just not what you're expecting at all. No. Like, I got the new Kiss album. Right. And then, like you said, it's a pan flute and bagpipes, and you're like, huh? (laughs) Under the road. And also, if it's like, if it's 30 seconds, and then leads right into the just I'm or the yeah just a boy then yeah it's fine but like yes. a minute and 20 when 12 of that is distant chimes that you're like is this not playing is this <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of like radioactive it's like radioactive ah, radio- it's oh. like all this stuff going on at the beginning and then the first beginning the like why doesn't yeah. it start a little bit right yeah. there like right yeah there's Awesome song. I, I wish, and, uh, since we're talking about it, I, I wish Radioactive, I wish that interlude was a, on the CD was a, or on the vinyl was a separate track. Yeah. That then went into Radioactive because being You're attached. You're not allowed to skip it. Yeah, being a, yeah, you can't. So. In and, iTunes, uh, you could go and edit it so it doesn't. Well, you can do up. that. Um, and, uh, by the way, don't you think this song, song starts like the most 80s sounding at this point? Mm-hmm. Because of the synthesizer. Yes. And, mm-hmm. I was going to point that out. Just listening to it again now, I kind of enjoyed that little synthesizer. And just yeah. remembering Bob Ezrin coming right off of Pink Floyd The Wall. Just to put it all <laughs> oh, in perspective. Oh, Fractured Mirror. I mean, Did I say Broken Mirror? I meant Fractured Mirror. That's okay. Sorry. No, Did no, I mess no, that I up? It. Either For way, we, either way there's out. seven years of bad luck. And it, it starts with the elder. It just went through my head that I said Broken Mirror. <laughs> I meant Fractured Mirror. I don't know if I said it right or not. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I was. I got. I got you. We knew it. Um, but anyway, Bob Ezrin. Yeah. So. Yeah, coming off of Pink Floyd the Wall, and here coming we go. Off of Pink Floyd the Wall, 
and right into the elder. So, oh, you just did a concept album. We're gonna blow your mind. Oh, Bob. I don't know what Pink Floyd did over there, Bob, but we have the elder. Who... A wall. Well, we have a ours has a door on the front, <laughs> and you you're can... gonna step through that into a world of wonder, of with mystical, the boy. of an odyssey of magic. Have you Is ever there... seen the cover of a book? It's gonna be like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we have a song co-written by four people. We got Ace Frehley, Gene Simmons, Anton Figg, and Lou Reed. How did Lou Reed get roped yes. into this? It, it, mm. it Lost a bet. No, I'm kidding. He, I, I don't know. He doesn't seem like he would be into anything that Kiss stood for. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe he dug the thing that it was a concept. It was different because that was kind of his thing about being groundbreaking and different and trying everything. All right. I like that. I like I like that. I had in the research leading up to today, Lou Reed had written or quoted as saying a world without heroes is like a world without sun. I, I don't know if that's the song you're on right no, now. No, we're going to we're we're going to Dark Light, but he yeah, he oh, did good, he good. did he does have a co-write on the the next song too, but we're yeah. on Dark Light right now. Oh good. So. Good. <laughs> I was looking forward to talking about Dark Light. All right. So uh, well, we'll talk about it. I'll play it. Okay, and this is Ace Freely on vocals and I I have to assume Ace was the member of the band who wasn't down with this concept at all. I don't know. <laughs> he probably just wanted to rock, well, but You are correct. He was not for any of this concept album business he was not into it especially after coming off of two albums back to back where he got three songs per album for dynasty and unmask this is his lone uh, lead vocal so let's hear dark light i said dark light Ooh, Ooh ominous I love it. Me too. <laughs> I love it. Ace. It's so ace. If you're 12 years old, you're like, let's let Ace take over now. Right. <laughs> yes. Here we go. You're like six songs in. You're like, finally, here's a here's a rocking song. Now, was this written like because this sounds like it was just like, fine, give Ace a song. We'll just take a lyrics pass and make it fit. <laughs> Maybe. Cause like, yeah. Because it's, it's great. Yes. But it doesn't it doesn't fit. Like it's not like, oh, here's he's the wizard or whatever. And uh <laughs> and just to point out <laughs> No, that's good. That's good. He's the uh, wizard. And and just to add to the mix, um, we have Eric Carr in the band, so we have no more secret drum tracks by Anton Fig. No. However, Anton Fig has a writing credit on this because apparently he composed kind of the guitar riff. Wow. He kind of came up with the, with the guitar riff and came up with enough of it to actually be given the writing credit. So, 
Just pointing that out. And I'm shocked because, as we know, Kiss doesn't like to give credit to anyone but Kiss. Mm. <laughs> right. But I guess he was a secret Kiss member for, you know, in the studio anyway. Look, so we, Look, we'd rather give it to Anton than Ace. Than Ace, even though Ace gets a credit, too. Okay, so, so we're, are we, we, we're all on board with Dark Light, Courtney? I feel like it's the intermission song. Oh, I like that. Like, let's just take... A short break with Ace Fraley, and then we'll be back after this. And then we'll be back with the bullshit. Then we'll be back with The Elder, because this is not part of this no. story or album or anything. Nope. To me, it's, it's like, Ace, yeah. what do you want to do? None of this shit. I'm going to do this song. Yeah. Did you it know? close out side one on a I, lot of uh, the pressings? Like this was the uh, end of side one? Or, um, I don't know. Is it the end of side or begin? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at track listing for original version side one. It says that Dark Light is track four on side one, and Crazy. track uh, and uh, side one has six songs. So who knows? That is right. weird. Right. Who knows? Maybe well, they just... it, went, it went the oath, fanfare, just a boy, dark light, only you, under the rose, and then started with World Without Heroes on side two because that was the single. So oh, strange. Right. Okay. Mm. So strange. Just before we move on from that, uh, I enjoy the little uh, Jaws theme to open it up. It's got a great just general hook to it. Mm -hmm. A very long extended Ace Freely guitar solo, Mm -hmm. which I think at this point we were all hungry for. We need it. And and Eric Carr is employing the more cowbell rule. (laughs) Do you hear a good don't, don't, you know, you hear a good cowbell going, especially through the first verse at least. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And just like that, that's one thing I've noticed on all of these songs is like the, across the whole album, every song takes like 20 to 30 seconds to start. Like, so every, every, like, there's always like a long, so every song you're like, you go back down to ramp back. Like, it's, it's weirdly, it's uneven in that regard. Are you saying it doesn't rock? Oh, wait till we get that. to the oath. Wait till I'm not you get saying to the that, end. but I'm saying like all of these have like like yeah, you're rocking with dark light. You get all the way there, and then when you start the next song, it's uh, okay. The 20 seconds. Okay, now we're back into the song part. It's just it's weird. It's all right, all right. Next up is uh, a world without heroes. There's a video for this. It's sung by Gene Simmons. It's written by Stanley Simmons, Ezrin, and Lou Reed. And and Christian, again, you said that Lou Reed came up with the line. A world without world heroes. Of, world without heroes is like a world without sun. And that was enough to get a credit. I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's. Well, the made, research, that's yeah. the title of the song. So yeah. Oh my God! One line and you get a credit. Yeah. My resume would be fifty pages. You can't look up to anyone without heroes. So much to talk about. <laughs> who it would really like? Is. Who would like to go first? 
Courtney, ladies okay. first. Uh, well, I just have two quick things. First of all, it's beautiful. Gene uh, sounds great. Mm-hmm. I think this is a pretty song. I've seen them play it live. I saw them play it at um, the acoustic show at San Manuel. You were probably there, Christian. Sadly, no. Oh, God. Worst showroom on the planet. That's a story for another time. But um, <laughs> terrible acoustics. But this was beautiful. And then I do this show, well, I used to, before that weird thing happened in March. And um, I used to do the show. And... Uh, and Hal Sparks came on and sang this. Hal Sparks, comedian really? Hal Sparks, wow, yes. laid down Hal some world out heroes. Did he play? Were acoustic- you there, Pat? I wasn't there. Did he? Did he lay down some acoustic guitar? No, he brought like uh, he brought uh, an iPad and he had like the music on it. And wow. he's like, "I'm just gonna play." That's cool. The music, and he sang that. And oh shoot, I feel really bad. I forgot what else. But when he started singing this. Both people in the room were thrilled. <laughs> Which was me Sparks. and Izzy Presley. Yeah. He sang that. Host, and of the, host of Talk Soup and yeah. Queer as Folk, yeah. that yep. guy? Okay. Yes, he that loves Kiss. This is weird. Wow. He, sang, he sang World Without Heroes and he sang Ray Stevens' The Streak. It was strange, but that's what he decided to do. Um, I like this song, but not as a, I don't know, not, it doesn't feel like a Kiss song. Does that make sense? I really like the unplugged version. I do like the unplugged version better. Right. I was going to say, one thing to talk about when you're talking about The Elder is, A, the Friday's performance on the show Fridays. So great. We're going to get into that. And uh, and also the MTV Unplugged in 1995. Because something to know that on all of those performances, Paul Stanley plays the guitar solo. It's all Paul hmm. doing the solo. Yes. Um, I guess I don't think Ace was on it at all. Uh, I don't know. Um, the video for it was the first Kiss video that was ever played on MTV. Wow. What? It was the first. Yeah. Because uh, in 80, you know, they had done this video. And um, as far as uh, they initially didn't really realize how big MTV was going to be. And I think MTV was wanting videos for free yeah they initially said no but then they realized um i read something that the teardrop at the end it was fake it was a glycerin <laughs> makeup effect gene no. didn't cry gene did not cry gene cried when he found out that mtv wasn't going to pay for that video yes that could have brought it up that could have brought it up and it would have been natural yeah he's such a good the actor sidebar uh seeing gene cry for real though in some of those family jewels episodes later on yeah when oh, he really? went to israel that's a whole oh, nother podcast yeah. but yeah. that was like really really touching for real but i don't want to yeah. get in i don't want to bum everybody out here there's a uh, there, there, when they were on fridays they there was a sketch it was like um it was like Hollywood Squares, but they were in a Rubik's Cube, and Kiss were all in the same square. And what would happen was they would the contestant then would would turn the cube, and the whole thing would spin, and like get people would fall out of the cube. But uh, that's what I remember. But those those performances on Fridays, I think they did three songs, maybe. Yes, those were great. They yes, they did. They did because oh, they didn't tour, heroes. They didn't yeah. really tour this album, right? There wasn't really an elder tour. So that was, was really your time to we see Kiss. We were going to have a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. Kiss meet the elder. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, very genuine performances, mm-hmm. both on Fridays yeah. and Unplugged. Yeah. And uh, I would be remiss not to just add that Cher does a version yeah, she of does. A World Without Heroes. Oh, on yeah. A, yes, on an a- album of hers called Love Hurts, which came out in 1991. Yep. 
It's a little bit faster tempo and much more keyboard influenced. But still. Hey, man. Very nice share. Cher's doing an elder song. Give it up. Well, she used to. Could have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pat. She used to. uh, She used to let Gene Simmons see her rose. So uh, I guess she just thought she would do it. (laughs) You let him interrupt you for that. Yeah, I know. About Rosebud there, right? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead, Courtney. Because they had sex. Um, a lot. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, what I was going to say, I oh, I was going to say that it's not too late for this album because the guy who did American Idiot, the guy who wrote the book and the, mu- you know, put that into an, a, mu- a musical, mm-hmm. that is so good. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is excellent. And he could do that with this. That's what I was going to bring up. What if this was actually put into a stage musical? Yeah. Much like so many of these other. Could it work? How would you yeah. envision it? Do you think we could get Lin Manuel? <laughs> <laughs> Miranda? I don't know. Yeah. We could get Hunter yeah. Parrish. He's got a beautiful voice. And I'm, I could I could hear a woman sing. I would this. go I would go see it. I, mean, I would too. All, they have all these comics like Kiss Meets Mars Attacks and shit. I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't done like uh, someone's done an adaptation of There this. hasn't been a Kiss I, Meets I can't believe it. A Kiss uh, Meets the Elder or whatever. That's, that is odd, right? Yeah. Scooby-Doo and Kiss Meets the Elder. <laughs> I mean, that goes to show you how little story there is here. If there was like a real story, it would be, it would write itself. Someone will do it. I'm sure there is some fully well thought out written yeah. version of what the story is. And I'm positive that we know that person. <laughs> I know I do. No, uh, yeah. Everything's about me. No, I, I do know people that would do that, you know, and then yeah. it would probably be cool. And I'm going to ask around. So yeah, yeah. ask maybe how Sparks did do- it. How could, how knows so much about kiss. He's one of those, he, one of those people that yeah. could just spew out stuff like Christian's doing, telling us this stuff right off the top of his head. <laughs> how is that person? I had no idea he was that into kiss till he, you know, when then we all talked about it after the show, but when he busted this at world without heroes, we were like, "Whoa, that's good." That's the and, thing. And it was good. You used to have to you used to have to hide that you're a Kiss fan, but now it's everyone's out. We're all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Did you have something to add, Christian? Before we move on to the oath, uh, I always have something to add, but I am ready to move on to the oath. Okay, the oh. oath. I was just going to say quickly that Kyle. Like, I was like, asking Christian like, if he okay. had something to add. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, this was like I wonder if it's like a boyhood thing where where Paul filmed all the boy scenes and then he's waiting till he gets old and then he's gonna <laughs> film the elder scenes and they're just gonna mix it together. So so Paul's because then at the end the boy becomes the elder. Oh my he god, is the I elder. love it. Maybe you get together with House Sparks and you guys get this we write, write this the out. Elder? Yeah, yeah. Write it. <laughs> then pitch it and people are like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> there, there's millions of people listening to this podcast right now. So they're probably taking down design sketches, millions? ideas, <laughs> outlines. <laughs> you know, they it's have, happening right now. <laughs> they have three shows based on Archie. So, yeah. So why not? Seriously. <laughs> maybe, th- maybe this is a Netflix series. Should we adapt Archie meets Kiss instead? I'm seriously. I'm not even joking. Maybe this is a Netflix series. The Elder. Maybe. Kiss presents the elder. Stream it. Oh, stream it. I would. I would watch it. Let me tell you, Phil. I'm gonna stream it. <laughs> the oath, written by Paul Stanley, Bob Ezrin, and uh, Tony Powers again. 
And we got Paul on uh, lead vocal, and Courtney's already holding her ears. Oh, Courtney. Here we go. Okay, so on the CD, this is this is buried in track eight, but on the original yeah. LP, it kicks off the album, and it also that kicks off. You'd be like, yeah, and then fanfare kicks in, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> be right. Like, is this a mistake? Yeah, what, what happened? And um, we we, fa- we faded out just as you know Paul was going into the falsetto, <laughs> but also Eric Carr was going into some nice double bass drum playing Ooh. with that. But anyway, there's some great drums on this song, yeah. like. Like all the songs, but and Courtney, why don't you like that? Because I feel like it really rocks. It does at first, and then that chorus makes me want to just jump out a window. <laughs> I, I can't handle the chorus. Maybe it's because the first time I heard it live, mm-hmm. and Paul singing the chorus live um, was a little tough for him. Okay, and it came out a little weird. All and right. then the guys around me. You know, the, you know, the huge like motorcycle dudes from Sweden and their big, you know, jean jackets were singing along and it was just like, oh my God, this is awful. Like it was like the worst thing I'd ever heard. I, and then I've just like hated it since then. But then I, when I listened to it on the album, I'm like, God, this song is really, nope, there's that part there. No, this is why I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. It starts so well. It does it start, start well. Like, dung, dung, that, I love that. Dung, 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 mm-hmm. dung, they, have, they have to bring it down so it seamlessly moves into fanfare. <laughs> they, they, it's all about fanfare. Post, it's all about the fanfare. The, they, uh, when they did it on Fridays, I was trying to see, um, you know, because Paul was doing his best at those parts with the falsetto. And it's hard. The only other, I saw, you know, the cameras are switching around. It seemed like Eric Carr was also singing backup on that part. Oh, okay. But, you know, once it gets up into that register, uh, the strength of it really bottomed out. But they still rocked it. They still rocked it live. It was a and, bo- and all the songs on Fridays, all three of them were, were totally live. They yeah. were not doing it to any backing tracks. And it's a ballsy move to play this song live. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause it can, I like it, it without the lyrics. If there just was no singing, I would probably love this song. Oh, I, that makes sense. I don't know sense. why. It's just, I don't know why. I know I, everyone hates me right now because <laughs> they all love the oath and I'm just, I sound like a jerk. But <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sure not everybody. And Kyle, what about you? Someone out there is like, finally, people were talking about the oath isn't great. <laughs> what would Mr. Blackwell say about the oath? Is this the villain? Is Mr. Blackwell the villain of the story? Yes. Well, I know his power is to put everyone to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Now, when I hear that ever, you know, then and now, all I think about is the top 
worst and best dressed list. Yes, guy. yes, that's what I think that's of too. All I think about, but I guess in this story, Mr. Blackwell is Satan. Maybe, yeah. Or he's definitely the bad guy, I guess. The bad guy, yeah. All right, this is written by Gene Simmons and Lou Reed sticking around to get three writing credits. <laughs> and it's written by, uh, it's written, I mean, it's sung by Gene Simmons. Let's hear Mr. Blackwell. I never said I was more than I am. Do what I want, I don't give a damn. So we can know it makes me ill Don't I do now, it probably never will You cheat in life And wonder why you can't sleep at night You're not well for Mr. Blackwell There's some easy there's some easy rhyming in this song. You're not well, Mr. Blackwell. Well, well, well. This almost seems like if it were like a little more jazzy and upbeat, it could be like the the song that the villain sings in like an all dogs go to heaven movie. Mm. Yeah, if like like a big cat with like a hat and a cigar. Yeah. This seems like in a Broadway production, this would be this would be Alice Cooper's song. Right. He would come out and do this. Right. And I got to say, that is a big, beefy bass sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and uh, like with him kind of screeching his fingers on the strings. And that that's my favorite element of that song, I'm going to say. Keeping I it agree. Positive. That's mine, too, because yeah, it's like, a- hey, doesn't this sound like God of Thunder? Just kidding. We're going to slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we do one. And of I'm going to talk. Every time we do one of these episodes, I have to say, uh, because I think because of the uh, the makeup and the you know, in the stage show and everything, uh, it gets lost sometimes that Gene Simmons is a great bass player. Yeah. He's really sure. solid. He's great. And if you watch the unplugged, that's when you really see it. Yes. Yeah. He's great. So, yeah. Cause I, yeah, I think you're right because I think you're focusing on, he's breathing fire. He's squirting blood, but like normal. Yeah. Like when he's not doing that, He's, He's fantastic. Killing it on, on yeah. bass. And Gene, even though some of the members of Kiss in 2020 are starting to show signs of wear and tear, Gene's playing and singing is still 100%. It's top notch. And maybe that's because of the way he sings. It's, you know, the deeper and everything. So the strain yeah. on his voice is not the way the strain on Paul's voice is. But Gene is great. Yeah. Great, oh, that's great, for great. Sure. I mean, just listen to the oath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even in 81. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how he, and then when we get to Creatures and we'll get to the, the big book. Oh, yeah, yeah. When we get there. But like, I mean, I can't imagine the way he sang I know. all those years and then people say what they say. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, he's doing what he can with what happened, with what he did. That's why when, stuff. when people go, I wish Steve Perry would come back to Journey. It's like 65 year old Steve Perry's not singing those songs every night. Are you insane? He stopped so singing hard. them 30 years ago. He's done. Um, Mr. Blackwell for me, not, I don't like it. 
Anyone? No. No. It's, it's, a, it's another elder song that makes the elder the elder. Uh-huh. Yes, in a stage production, this might be uh, this might be your favorite song. You know what I mean? In, in, a, in a stage musical, you, you might be like, oh, I love this. Uh, this guy that plays Blackwell is amazing. He's great. But on, yeah. a, on a Kiss album, it's like, eh. Right. It's like Mr. Cellophane from, <laughs> what is that from? Chicago? Chicago. Yeah. yeah. It's like the worst song for the guy with the worst voice. That's what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is the song for the guy in the musical who can't really sing. All righty. Good call. <laughs> yeah, it needs that theat- like theatricality to really sell those Yes. Okay, right. Lyrics. I never said I was more than I am. You know, it should be like that. <laughs> you know, like, why are you wasting like Dean's awesome voice? While he's walking around this like mansion right. and yeah, you're like, right. With like a Victorian era this, thing. Yeah. This could even yeah, this could even be sung more comedically too. Mm-hmm. Yes, and over the top. Yeah. It's a waste of Gene's wonderful voice. It's, it's actually a very serious song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on to the second instrumental of the album. This is written by. Fraley, Carr, and Ezrin. This is a great instrumental. This is Escape from the Island. I mean, would I skip it if I was listening to the album? Sure, I would, but it's great (laughs) because I'm not a big instrumental guy, but let's hear Escape from the Island. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, it, I mean, so escape from the island. So we, there's an island in the story. Oh, yes. Well, he I is on a boat. There's an island. That's right. That is. He's, he on a, is, now, is this Satan's island? He has to escape from <laughs> Mr. Blackwell's island? Maybe. This is, like, this is like if someone's mom caught like part of a movie on TV. It was like, oh, yes. Anyway, they're on an island. Anyway. <laughs> so they're getting off the island. And this guy <laughs> comes, Mr. Blackwell, and he's, oh, he's awful. Yeah. He's he terrible. Snake Pliskin, who only has 24 hours to escape from the <laughs> New York <laughs> island. Wait, no, wait, no. No. No, no, that's not right. That's, that's a different. Right. You know what it, this is? This is the love theme from The Elder. That's what this is. That's funny. Now, but, no. But hey, to give it to give Eric a writing credit on his first album and Yeah, he gets you know, this is second writing credit. Jamming with the guys, yeah. All right, we're closing out of The Elder. And uh no matter what running order you listen to, um this song ends the album unless but on the album it says there's a, there's a thing called finale and i just think that's some bullshit talking right <laughs> yeah some bs thank you for listening to, to the, the elder, elder. <laughs> is that what it says i've never heard I don't it no i don't know it's at the end oh. of the song there's like some chimes and then like uh oh, yeah and there's like an, there's some dialogue yeah yeah the elder says i don't even know what he said kyle okay, we'll, we'll get to it we'll get to yeah. it. all right well so I'll let y'all know. This is this is written by Simmons and Ezrin, sung by Stanley and Simmons. 
And this is basically that I believe in me. That's the that's what we're saying here. Believe in yourself. Let's hear I. I, I love when I love when uh, Paul shouts commands in songs. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite things. <laughs> and then a bolt yes. of lightning. That's right. Uh, don't don't well, need to get wasted. It only holds me down. Look, right? Gene sticking it to Ace there. Yeah. <laughs> they close. There's a lot to talk about with this song. That? They there close it. First of all, they about. close out strong because I do like this song a ton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love it. Um, yes, Ace, uh, Ace did not play on this song at all, at all. And, um, oh, I just took over the room. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's your turn. When they, uh, when they, and they played this on Fridays, this was how they closed it. Um, oh, enough with they, the Fridays, Christian. Enough with it already. <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying that they did, they did switch guts, balls to guts mm-hmm. and the guts to stand alone. They switched it for TV. They were being good guys. Uh, and also, there's that famous, um, uh, like about two weeks after they did the Fridays thing, they did this thing for, uh, they filmed it at Studio 54 and they were lip syncing. Yes. But Ace did not show up. <laughs> so there's this version, it's on the Kiss My Ass DVD of them rocking this out. Three piece. No Ace. Just no a three piece. Power trio. Three piece. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. And also, one other thing just to add. Uh, the song Odyssey and the song I, a different drummer played on it, a guy named Alan Schwartzberg. Oh, wow. For some reason, um, Eric Carr initially wasn't, just wasn't uh, syncing up with what they were looking for. So they got a different guy to do it on the album. But on the live versions, he was playing it with no trouble at all. So I'm not sure what the deal was there. <laughs> Eric only plays really good songs. <laughs> maybe I'm just kidding. Right. And um, that Alan was too Schwartz, easy. Sorry. Alan Alan Schwartzberg, you can look up uh his long list of credits, but one of them uh he played on Parting Should Be Painless, the Roger Dalton yes. solo album from the eighties. Yep, oh, he's cool. a good drummer. Yeah. Um so anyway, moving on from the mm-hmm. I mean from me, your turn. Courtney, um, you got it's it. also well, so you guys probably don't know this, but that is actually Sheena Easton on bass. It's not Gene. Oh, what? She's making that up. I just want to see if people are still listening to they, me. They They're like the Bay City Rollers actually did all the back and forth. <laughs> yeah, because usually when the woman starts talking, sometimes people just turn it down and then wait for no. me to stop. And then they turn it up. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I is clearly the best song on this out. There's just no denying it or arguing it. I'm looking through. I personally think. Because it rocks, it's fun. The trading off of the the vocals is like one of my favorite things about Kiss. Mm-hmm. 
Shout it out loud, you know? Yep. The yes. Vocals, yeah. Yeah, I like I when, love I, it. I love when Gene and Paul sing together, too. Yes. It is so super fun, and um, it's just one of those songs that Kiss fans, again, they played that on the cruise the year that I wasn't there, and the videos and the talking, and then... I mean, people just lost their minds. Like, it was yeah. the most exciting thing ever. And it sounded awesome. And is it it was good, great. Yeah. Is it a good positive message to yes. our nation, to the, the people around the world? I mean, to believe in yourself. And, sure. I, yes. You know? And, yeah. Come on, yeah. kids. It's yeah. just hard to put it, like, when you're writing about it online, it's like, I. Then you got to put, like, 42 spaces so everybody knows <laughs> what you mean, <laughs> that you mean the song, I. Let, it's not just a line. <laughs> but, let's, um, let's do a round. Let's do a quick round table. I'm going to start with Kyle. Kyle, I want you to tell me your top two favorite songs and then your worst song on this album. And we'll all do it. We'll start with you, can Kyle. We counting, can, we dis, can we get rid of fanfare for this? You want, you want to get rid of fanfare because it's just so, it's not even, it's just It's crap. not a song. Okay. We'll get rid of fanfare. from the island is a song. Okay. Okay. So what so are your top, top two favorites? Top two from this album, I think are I and Dark Light interchangeable. Okay. And what, what is your least favorite then of what's oh, left? Oh man, I really don't, I'm going to say only you just because it's forgettable. I don't okay. think it's bad, but I think it's, I think it's forgettable. I'm going to jump in next because I, I'm 100% on board with what Kyle just said. So um, next up, we'll go with Courtney. What are your top two favorites and then your least favorite? I and Odyssey because I just love Gene's vocals. Okay. It's just so smooth and beautiful. And then it's tied for uh, Mr. Blackwell is probably the worst song. All right. But uh, that's at the bottom yeah, for me. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. Okay. And Christian, what about you? Top two favorites. I and uh, Dark Light. I've got to go that way. And right. I guess if um, if I could cut one, I'll, I'll just cut Under the Rose. Wow, it, cut, it was yeah. tough for you to cut one. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, I guess the ones that I just don't do a backflip over, Under the Rose and, and uh, Just a Boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like like I said, it's the elder songs that really makes the elder the elder because it's it's got a reputation for some reason, right? And to focus in yeah. on what really does turn and like for you, you don't like the oath; it just yeah. turns you off because of the falsetto. And, well, you know. I love Paul's falsetto. I love the falsetto. Believe me, but the falsetto particular song hashtag falsetto. Everybody, it just kind of bugs me. It starts out so great, and after just the first verse, I just kind of shut it off, and I'm happy. Yeah. But I did like a poll on my page because sometimes I, I say this to Pat and Kyle. Sometimes there's dude songs and sometimes there's chick yeah. songs. Right. And there's just songs that, you know, I just feel like sometimes that happens. But I got the most votes for favorite song. And my friend David, I cannot believe he picked Mr. Blackwell as his favorite song. We are no longer friends. <laughs> you can't be friends but with that dude. I can't. I can't. know. And he's like the most wonderful I, person. Has he only ever heard one song? I, that might be what, have <laughs> hap- what happened. Blackwell. But yeah, I and the Oath seem to run away with first place, and then dar- mm. I'd say Dark Light came in like right around there because some people could not pick one. Yeah. Mm. Now, and he- I always liked Ace's Elder costume. Can I just throw that out there with the kind mm. of the boxing wrestling boots? I like the Elder. The I like the day. Elder costumes. They're they're like streamlined, but I like them. Yeah. And Gene has short hair. It's just kind of slicked back and just lays there. I like it. 
Right. They went back to just black and silver. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> except for the purple headband. Right. But that was that was accepted at the time. Mm-hmm. Very eighties. Totally very, okay. Very eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Very. It wasn't a shock. Now we're but gonna... like Gene. At least looks like he belongs in the story. He has some chain mail. Yes, he does. Yeah. Armor. Yes. Yes. It lo- it actually looks heavy. T- it looks real. It doesn't look like uh yeah. like a, right. like it was is made out of uh, I don't know plaster Paris. It looks like real chain mail. It probably was, and it, Paul looks a little bit like he's about to start instructing an aerobics video. <laughs> right. He's in the movie but... Perfect with yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> he's in Perfect with Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> look it up, That's young me. people. Good reference. Good one. That's a great reference. <laughs> you betcha. And by the way, a lot of the album was recorded at Ace's newly built home studio. Yeah, that's... Which he called Ace in the Hole. Ace in the Hole. Ace in the Hole Studios. You know, and I bet Paul and Gene behind his back called it Asshole Studios. <laughs> Ass in the Hole. Yeah, Ass in the Hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, we're going to move on to Creatures of the Night, but I just want to say... Instead of a playout song for this episode, oh. I'm going to tack on the the talking from uh, from the elder. That that that's what will end the episode today. But okay, we're going to move I, on. I was going to I was going to do it myself. Do you have I it? To just oh, sum it up. well then I look. I want you to do it, and then I'll okay. also play the the real one. But I want you to do it right now. Let's okay. do it. Well, have you been practicing this? Well, uh, it starts off with uh, the elder asking Morpheus. Morpheus. You have been summoned here to offer your judgment of the boy. Do you still deem him worthy of the fellowship? And then Morpheus answers with, I certainly do, my lord. As a matter of fact, I think you're going to like this one. He's got the light in his eyes and the look of a champion. A real champion. (laughs) Or does he say true? I got it. I just got that off a website. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. That's what finale is. That's really all there is. And then some, you know, horns. That's ridiculous. And And they're uh, they're like, okay, that's great. And he's like, yeah, that's all I've written of the book so far. Right. The the, I didn't even know the line. I do deem him worthy. In none of those songs... There's a guy named Morpheus, and nothing that we heard. There's no Morpheus, right? But all <laughs> of a sudden, boy? oh, Kyle. But that's a little creepy. It's like kind of Sandusky esque, <laughs> the way they're talking about the boy. Yeah, the boy. It's the boy. a little creepy. It is called the man, boy. the man child, or the man boy in other songs. Uh, whatever. <laughs> that's creepy too. I mean, I guess he's a but yeah, but the way they're talking, like I mean, just the way you were reading it and the, some of the words was just like, wait, this is a little bit creepy. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why some of them don't. You don't. Ha- I mean, they cut it off, right? It's not on it anymore. They well, cut it's it not. Off. Call him Tommy. I just want to call him the boy. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it it's the tail. Yeah, that those those words are spoken on the tail end of I. Yeah, what? it's on my CD. Yeah. It's on my CD of it. Yep. I don't have the CD. I just heard this album for the first time a few years ago, and I'd only known I and the and the Oath. Oh, you got to buy it. I never it. really listened to the whole thing. You got to get it. I know. <laughs> I never really listened to the whole I have I downloaded. All right, here we go, folks. We're going into 1982, a little sure. album called Creatures of the Night. Let me hold it up. Uh, one of the best Kiss album covers of all time, in my opinion. Yes. After yes. the Elder, they said, "Fuck it, we got to go full on Kiss." That's right. So here we go. I love the title, love the album cover. I love that mm-hmm. it's the font. I love it that it's in pink. That I, I love everything about this. Kyle, ten out of ten. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's awesome. 
I believe that there was also a, a version where the eyes glow in the dark. The vinyl. You that could would get, make sense. Would make you could sense. get a. You yeah. could get a. You could find that where the eyes glow in the dark. So, creatures of the night. They 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 go. They forget the elder ever existed. Kind of. That's right. Because they're, they're it's time to rock. This is the album Christian that was promised uh, and wasn't delivered when the elder came out. This is right. this is the album. Right. And and just just set up a couple of things. Um, this album was released. October 10th of 82, and a couple of major transitional things in the life and career of kids. They ended their partnership with longtime manager Bill O'Coin. Mm-hmm. That mm. ended in April of 82. And then Neil Bogart, the founder of Casablanca Records, he passed away on May 8th of 1982. Wow. And uh, he had uh, sold Casablanca to this polygram. So it was kind of their last album with Casablanca. But, but anyway... Kiss was going through some major changes on their own going into this album's release. It's their 10 and it's their 10th studio album. Right. It's probably, uh, I'm going to say it might be like a, a do or die album for them. It, it has to be good. Right. There was no elder tour. No. And so they were really needing to, uh, yeah. They, step it up. On the horse. Yeah. So the first track is the title track creatures of the night written by Paul Stanley and a guy named Adam Mitchell. I don't know anything about Adam Mitchell, but lead vocals by Paul, and let's hear it. So according to Wikipedia, we have Mike Picaro on bass guitar for Creatures of the Night. And we got related s- to the late yeah. Jeff Picaro. I was gonna yep. ask, is he one of the yep. Picaro he's, he's genius from, family? Yep, he's from Toto. Oh, and, cool. And uh, so he's he's uh no stranger to uh studio work. And we right. also have Steve Ferris does the guitar solo on Creatures of the Night. Hmm. So this is one of those, you know, Kiss is always a little um a little sneaky with uh, with who's playing on tracks. Like you, you know, when we were kids, we thought the people we saw on the album cover were the people playing on every song, but we now know that that's not the case. Uh, thoughts yeah. on this song, Courtney Cronin? This song's awesome. Yeah. It's got like the parasite thing going on mm-hmm. at the beginning. I feel like that's what it reminds me of. And um, it's hard, it's heavy. Paul sounds unbelievable. And it's such a great way to start the album. It's a really fun song. And just for fun trivia here, whatever, I performed on the Creatures of the Deep Kiss Cruise. That was the second one I did. So that was the theme for that cruise. So they, yeah. played, a, they played a lot of this album live. So That's each time great. we get to this song, I'll let you know which one they played live. And it, 
there was a lot of heads exploding. It was really cool. The drums are thunderous. They're just like yes. thunder drums on this. Uh, everyone always talks about uh, the drumming, uh, the drum sound on this album because it's just so. Uh, Christian, well, you're a drummer. How would you describe it? Oh, it's a uh, it's it's big and boomy and mm-hmm. full. And and uh, I was reading about yeah, they're doing all kinds of tricks of you know miking the drums from way down the hall you know i mean there's a lot of details not to get into them but they did a lot of effects to get them to sound that big and boomy that's cool and it's, you know it fits because they were on top of a big giant tank oh yeah what, on the concerts that is the coolest drum riser of all time <laughs> on that tank i mean the tank baby they brought that pipes. back they, they brought that back. back they did a mini version of the tank uh, yeah on the cruise Yes. Oh my God. Yes. It was awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah, um, that was cool. I talked about the album cover when we started and I forgot until I, I, I just scrolled through the Wikipedia page when that alternative Creatures of the Night album cover that has Bruce Kulick on it. Yes. That's terrible. Why would they do that? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Kyle? Have you seen it? Uh, no. Go to the Wikipedia. Oh, yes. I, I have it right here. Why did they do that? The that 1985 re-release cover pictures uh, then new lead guitarist Bruce Kulick. He doesn't even play on this album. He does not. It's, no. I, they were just trying to sell more albums, but that's a terrible cover. Don't Bruce like it. is a handsome fella. Well, that's Maybe true. That's what they were going for. I'll give you that. He's got that. <laughs> he's got that that cleft it, chin. It yeah. looks like a show that's going to be on. <laughs> like they're like detectives. Sundays this fall. Yeah. This fall, creatures of the night. <laughs> Kiss teams oh, yeah. up with Sonny Crockett to solve crimes, but this time in New York City. <laughs> I just, I just riff, I just riff that people. Okay, it's it perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, and and I do notice that on the the uh, Revenge tour, Creatures of the Creatures of the Night was a good enough song to open the concert. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it it completely rocks. Yeah, it's and, a perfect it's a perfect uh, opening song too. Yeah. Open the oh, perfect opening song, perfect name of the album, yeah, as well. Also, The Elder, all about The Elder, not a song called The Elder. True. <laughs> that's true, that's which that's is very true. strange. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, maybe Mr. Blackwell's The Elder. Yes, yeah, you had to bring us down. We were on a high from Creatures of the Sorry. Night, you had to bring up The Elder. It just <laughs> reminded me that I was like, This is weird. You were like, This song's so good, it makes me think of that terrible song. Um, there's Courtney's dog, Rainy. Oh, needs a snuggie. How old is that dog? He's almost two. Still a puppy. All right. We move on with Gene singing lead uh, on a song he co-wrote with Michael Jap, and it's uh, saint and sinner. Christian, your thoughts first. 
Yeah, good chorus. I like the chorus. Uh, you know, the whole song has got a great drive, but I think the chorus has a really nice hook to it. Uh, and also real good drum work by Mr. Carr. All right. It's not, you know, it's not my, my favorite song, but I, you know, I do like the hook of the chorus. Yeah. Now there's, there's nine songs on this album. Gene Simmons sings lead on five of the nine. And mm. for me, this is the, this is the weakest of the Gene songs on this album for me personally. Yeah. And 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 to slot in in at number two, uh, it was a mistake uh, in my opinion. I, I think it should be buried a little bit. Uh, coming off of Creatures of the Night, this really dips. You know, when you if you would have put, uh, I don't know, even if you put Killer in slot two, you know, with that guitar riff at the beginning, it, it's uh, it would be better sequencing for me. But that's just uh, you know, yeah. Kyle, what do you think of uh, Saint and Sinner? I, I like it. No, I agree. I think it's the weaker. It's one of the weaker of the Gene songs for sure on this album. But I don't I don't mind it being mm -hmm. it too, because it kind of then you're building up to to more. Yeah. You're starting strong. And so they're kind of burying it mm -hmm. there, I guess. And um, but yeah, like it, it's good. I like it. I bet it I bet it's good live. Did they play it live, Courtney? Not, oh, OK, not this one. I, I don't think so. Not this one. And the I think I'd be more into it. In a live version, yeah. I think the reason I say it's one of the thing. the reason I say it's one of the weaker Gene songs is because this album has two signature Gene songs. True. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll get to those. But Courtney, yeah, that's true. What do you think of Saint and Sinner? I, I think the demon is back <laughs> right. with this. I think he left us on on the elder with what was his last song on there. Well, I was both of them, but you know, before that, Mr. it was Blackwell. It, yeah. it was Mr. Blackwell. It was World Without Heroes. You know, it was Odyssey. It was like these more softer sides right. of solo album Gene. Meanwhile, Demon's back. Demon's back. You know, like that's yeah. the way I feel about it. He's I talking like about this song. sin. Yes, yeah, it's another song right. about himself. Mm -hmm. Right, you know? right, and he's he not loves just himself. he's not just living in sin at the Holiday Inn. No, he, no, he's not. Taking, no, he is not. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's taking it worldwide. <laughs> You know. All right. Uh, That's right. Paul Stanley is still writing with uh, the guy named Adam Mitchell for track three, which is Keep Me Coming. This about. <laughs> Very vague. I have a lot of I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention this. Ace is on the album cover, but he doesn't play on any of this album. Nope. No, it's Vinny, right? It's Vinny. Yes, Vinny was on Saint and Sinner, and this is Vinny Vincent on Keep Me Coming, also he known plays as Vinny. on as many as Bruce Kulick does. Yes, that's exactly right. The, the guitarists so, that play on this album cover were never on the album cover. 
Anything to not put Vinny on the cover is what they were trying to do. <laughs> so Whatever maybe, he didn't, we can maybe do. he didn't show up for the cover session. He probably didn't. No. <laughs> keep keep me coming. It's just in case you pulled the trigger of my love gun was too metaphoric and people didn't really quite get what he was talking about. It's a little more uh, straight ahead. Keep me coming. You know, whether it's, you know, coming over to my house to make yeah. some dinner or, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, this song also contains the lines, I know your plans where you're keeping your hands. <laughs> and, and also, each little bite Let's me know you're ripe. Oh, oh these these are these are let these are let's put the X in sex uh, totally. type lyrics. Yeah, but when yeah. you're in a you're a long term committed monogamous monogamous relationship, this is the kind of passion you want to keep. <laughs> this is a keep the relationship alive, yeah. right? Especially yeah. under quarantine when you're just stuck at home and you know. Yeah. I mean, this is this is real passion. Yeah, this I like. Um, Bobby Flay does a cover of this. It's called Keep Me Cumin. <laughs> good one. Good it's one. really good. That's a good one. I thought, I thought he sang good. I'm Almost Cumin. I'm Almost Cumin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, I, th- I mean, Sorry. These, these songs all rock, but if you, if you start to listen to the lyrics and stuff, this one's not a great one for me either, especially when Paul started us off with creatures of the night, this is not even in the same arena with that tune. No, all I can picture is the same thing. Most people can picture. And I feel like the part where he's like, sweet little innocent girl. Shouldn't that be Ace? That's like his thing. Yeah, you're right. That's how he sings. That's his cadence. It's creepy. Very. <laughs> maybe, maybe Ace didn't show up for that like, part. Maybe. Is it Christine sixteen creepy? No, uh, it's a little. Um, it's a little more subtle. Okay, right, right. A little, yeah. like a hair. But I do, I do like at the end of end of the song where Paul is demanding right here, right now. Yeah, yeah he Look. stole her love. He stole yeah. it. Yep, stole it. Yeah. I want you. I want you. Uh, yeah. All right, here oh, we go. Next. Oh, wait, let me. I, I have a thing to amend for the. Sorry, we're moving on, comment. Kyle. I'm sorry, we're moving on. On the 85 release with Bruce Kulick on oh, the cover, uh-huh. they actually switched Killer and Satan Sinner's positions. Oh. Well, then. Oh. Killer so was number two. They caught on. That might have been better then. Killer in the, uh, in the uh, number two mm-hmm. slot. All right. Good thinking. See? All right. Moving on to a song Gene wrote with Brian Adams and Jim Valance called Rock and Roll Hell.
right, ladies first. I think this song is about music from the elder. And um, <laughs> no, I think this song, besides I Love It Loud, is my favorite chorus of all the songs mm-hmm. on this album, I'd say, like as far as like the rockin' ones. And um, uh, they did play this on the cruise and it was really cool. And um, I like the song a lot. I think it's great. I think it from beginning to end, solid song, very genish, totally dig it. All right, Christian. It's it's fine. It it doesn't do a lot for me personally, but still coming off of just a boy <laughs> and Mr. Blackwell from mm-hmm. the previous album. I mean, it, it's a rocker. It rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. You know, <laughs> as a fan, you're like, well, at least it's not under the rose or whatever. And this is uh this is a guy named Robin Ford on uh on uh guitar uh guitar solo on Rock and Roll Hell. Cool. Uh, Kyle, what do you think of rock and roll hell? Um, I, I kind of agree with Christian. I think it's just fine. I think, I think if it were a minute shorter, it would be great. Yeah. But I, I feel like it just kind of repeats that chorus over and over and over. Yeah. And it just gets, it gets a little monotonous, but, uh, it's certainly, be- it's certainly a step up from keep me coming. Right. Yeah, um, and co-writing credit to Canada's Brian Adams, Brian Adams and Jim just, Valance. Yeah, just putting that in there. Interesting. Yeah. The Groover from Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> so um, good. Yeah, for me, uh, for me, this is a this is a great. Uh, I love this song. I mean, again, I'm not a big fan of Saint and Sinner. I'm not a big fan of Keep Me Coming. So this is uh, this is this is now um, got me rocking again after uh, you know after those two so good good all right danger again paul is all in on writing with this guy adam mitchell and uh this is the uh this is the third of only four paul stanley lead vocals and uh three of them are on side one of the album so this is danger Now, I don't know what was going on with um, Paul and Gene at this time, but uh, bass on this song is played by a guy named Jimmy Haslip. So I don't know if um, hmm. I don't know if Paul wasn't digging what Gene was uh, was doing bass wise for for his personal songs, and uh, and on the, and and again maybe Paul doesn't play on some of Gene's songs. I don't know, but um, what do you think of Danger, Kyle? We'll start with you. Um. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's I, I would I would prefer if it was like creatures killer and then danger. 
I think that would have been a really strong starting side. But yeah, it kind of gets buried in in between this stuff. Here. Yeah. Uh, Courtney. Uh, Paul's vocals are unreal. I think on this whole album. Yeah, he's really uh, he's really pushing it to the max for sure. Yeah, it's like it's incredible. Um, but I'm not a huge fan. It sounds like the theme song to like a bad TV action movie. Yeah. I was thinking that too, but I always yeah. say that, so I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it does. It really does. It's like it should be in like the Rocky movie, you know. It should be like in a movie like that. If it, it would fit nicely, I think. Yeah. But it's when I, Drago is training. <laughs> yeah, it just did, you know, but you, uh not my favorite on here. Did you ever see the South Park where they used the Paul Stanley solo song called Live to Win? Oh yeah, yeah. Live to Win. Or the sequence. It's a great song. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. Yes. Live to Win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So all right. If everybody's seen it, you've seen it. You know how it's yeah. it's a it's a popular punchline amongst the kiss, the kiss, kiss army. Peoples. Oh yeah, we're always living. You got to live to win, Christian. To win. Thoughts, uh, thoughts on danger. I, I would just say now this is a Paul Stanley kiss song. That's that's what I would say about danger. I love it. As far as not being as well known as some other songs from this album, mm-hmm. I think this is a very strong offering. And and again, I mean, such a great drive and the drums with the boom, 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 boom. You know, I mean. Just when you break it down, there's a lot going on, but uh, but yeah, they were making up for lost time. It yeah. seems. Yeah, I was. Just, just I was rocking again with closing out of side one of the uh, of the LP vinyl LP. I'll say they're they're definitely giving the fans the rock, even if some of the songs on side one are generic, but they're still bring they're still bringing the rock, and um, and side two is uh, I think side two is better than side one. I think we'll find out Kyle. Let's kick it off with uh, one of those signature gene songs. This was a video. I think Ace is in the video, which is another, this is like Peter being in the Shandy video. Ace is in the, I love it loud video and he doesn't play on this song. This is written by Simmons and Vinnie Vincent. And this is a, I love this song. I love when they play it live and uh, let's hear it. I love it loud. I mean, I can just, I, I just watching all of us on the, uh, on the zoom screen. We love it. We all love mm-hmm. it. Um, is this the best gene song on the album? It's tied. It's tied. It's so hard. Okay. We'll get to it, but we you, know what's coming. We know what's coming. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, this is, a, this is so amazing. I love this song. I and, love and, this song too. And what a, we used to play on the radio a lot. Yeah. That's, and it's, did. A, I mean, it's, it's an anthem too, because if you like this type of music, you want it loud. You love it loud. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, Can you add to what I said? I doubt it. 
I, I nailed it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, you were uh, correct. Uh, just saying that much like Peter Chris filming the Shandy video was the last thing he did with the band. Right. Uh, same thing with Ace. I believe this is the last thing he officially did was he appeared in the I Love It Loud video. And then they just kind of went their separate ways after that. Uh, so that's something to point out. Um, didn't this song eventually replace God of Thunder in the concert? Like around 2009, I saw him at Staples Center and uh, in San Diego, I think like the night or two before. Yeah. But I remember when you're, you're you, you know, I mean, it's the God of Thunder time, but mm -hmm. they just did this instead. Where you you got to get Gene up to the thing. And so they did that blood. on the. Yeah, oh, but I, I've seen I Gene think, sing this at the top of the rafters too. Yeah, I haven't. So it just seemed like you know that they were like, let's mix up like they, they did something different for yeah. Hotter Than Hell or Firehouse. Yeah, they need. They, yeah, I, I think, mean, they were mixing it up, but I thought that uh, I Love It Loud was even a better, yeah, because it's so anthem like. Yeah, I think I think um, when I saw them once, they did Unholy to take him up, and then it was up there. He sang I Love It Loud, and then they brought him down. Okay, so he did one, spit blood. one of the times. Yeah. yeah. I would prefer it over God of Thunder. Yeah, I, I would too. I know that's like the ultimate dude song, but like... I agree with you. At least... at oh, least This song yeah. is so good. There's yeah. there's like there's like at least three or four interchangeable Gene Up at the Rafter songs that they could do to mix up the set list. It doesn't have to be God of Thunder every night. It, no, it could what? be Mr. Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it could yeah, be Mr. Make-Believe. Uh, and just pointing out on an early episode of Beavis and Butthead, while they were watching the I Love It Loud video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And one thing that Butthead said, he just said, oh, these guys are pretty cool for a bunch of mimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but uh, do you also, uh, do you like the kind of, what do you call it, a false finish? Where the song fades oh. out, but then it fades back in oh, and then comes for back. a little bit and then goes out completely. It works for this song. Okay. I, I was I was gonna say that's my only gripe in the song is that I feel like it's too long of a fade. Like I feel like there's too long without music, and then it just comes back in. But I also think the technology at the time wasn't as such that it was like yeah. you couldn't do it. Like it's not like a radio dial. It's just like I don't know. I just yeah. think it's because that's other, my other... only slight gripe. Otherwise, yeah. it's a ten out of ten. Um, also, this is a uh, this is Vinnie Vincent getting his first writing credit on a Kiss album. He's actually has three on uh, writing credits on side two. Uh, Vincent Cusano, which is his real name, he's a great songwriter. Anytime yeah. he co-writes a Kiss song, it's uh, it's pretty stellar. So, sadly, and that's kind of how he got in the band. Yeah, sort of by a little defaulty thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, I heard that Paul Stanley said, you know, they never really considered hiring Eddie Van Halen. There's a rumor that that maybe Eddie Van Halen was going to join Kiss around this time. Uh -huh. But Paul said, no, no, no. We had gotten together in the studio, played some stuff for each other. And and, you know, he had some complaints about his own band, but it was never they were auditioning guitarists to yeah. replace Ace, but uh, Eddie was never seriously considered, even though it's a, kind of a fun rumor. Yeah, he's got his own band, yeah. Van Halen. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Van Halen's bigger at, than Kiss, so why would he 82, join Kiss? right. Yeah. Diver yeah. down. They're about to do the Us Festival the next year. Yeah. So, yeah. The, uh, the co-producer on this album, it's produced by Gene Paul and a guy, Michael James Jackson. 
I remember when I bought this. I met this- him. Yeah, really? I don't. I did. I met him and I hung out with him. We were sat on the, we were on the shuttle together twice, just the two of us and uh, oh. and his wife. It was just the three of us. One time it was the two of us. One time it was the three of us. It was really weird. Really nice guy. Did he discuss how he got involved in producing this album? No, or- but he was telling people. He did a Q and A at the, you know, at the event, and yeah. people were yeah. talking to him all day. We were just talking about other stuff. I didn't know cool. who he was. I didn't know. Who he was until later they're like who are you in the van with i'm like oh the guy in the suit they're like do you know who that is i'm like no <laughs> and <laughs> no, he al- i don't he also produces uh, lick it up but i've never seen this guy's name on a- any other albums to my you know i i don't know what else he's ever produced i've only ever seen his name on these two albums lick it up and creatures of the night hmm. that's just me that's all i'm saying and when I first bought this album and I read Michael James Jackson, part of me did think, I'm like, is this, is this Michael Jackson? Is his middle mm-hmm. name James? Is he, is he producing a Kiss album? I didn't know. I still don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. We have another uh, Vinnie Vincent co-write this time with Paul Stanley. Paul on vocals. This is uh this is the other great 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 Paul song in this album. Six minutes and six seconds. I still love you. Big big power ballad. Tell me that you're leaving, and I'm trying to understand. I had myself believing. I should take it like a man. to the chorus. Oh, we got him. All right. Big drums. Mm. Kyle, I'm going to go to you first because you gave a side eye when I was... Uh, when oh, I was... this is a fucking zero for me. <laughs> I hate this song. I... <laughs> if you thought... The if, anger. If I thought, the anger. I thought rock and roll hell was a minute too long, this is this is six minutes. It's eight <laughs> minutes too long. It's a snooze fest. <laughs> the build to nothing. I hate it. I, I was like, oh, this song. I don't like this. Uh, like... It sticks out as one that I hate. I'll take any song. I'll take Blackwell over this. 
<laughs> At least I could do it like a jaunt to fanfare. Oh. Like this is. <laughs> This, this is this is right a this sleep. is like a song. The fans love this song. It's like a this fan a fans favorite. dropper. This is when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have the, you have enough time. Yeah, you can go to the bathroom and and maybe get a sandwich. <laughs> it's it's a pants dropper for a different reason for me. Yeah, <laughs> to take her. a to take a whiz <laughs> to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's funny, Kyle. <laughs> All right, now look. I built it up and I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but, but I know that people like it and I don't think it's a bad song at all. I'm not a big fan of it either, but I don't think it's, I don't think it fucking sucks the way Kyle put it. And Courtney, oh. we can't see her, but apparently the pants are down. <laughs> the pants are down. They've flown out the window. I mean, he is so like with the passion that he sings this song with when you see him sing it, like, just the, the one on um, Unplugged, like the version on Unplugged yeah. is like, oh my God, just like tears. I know it's not like the most awesome song. I know it kind of is doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is what it is. But his vocals are incredible. And that chorus is just like, I mean, tears, like hairs on the back of your oh, neck. Tears are falling. Some of you, tears hairs are, on your tears back. Are, tears you are know? falling. Yeah. Yeah, no, tears are falling. Now look. See, court, court, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, down. look, it, if you put it next to forever or reason to live, no, it, those for me, those songs, I love them so much. I know we shouldn't compare it with other albums and, and Courtney's saying no, but it just uh, is its own thing. It's, it's its own it's thing. It's kind of hard to compare with the other ballads. It's, this is epic. Kind yeah. of. This is epic. Okay. Christian, no, go ahead. I interrupted. My feelings. Yes. Thank you, Courtney, for bringing it up. I have to go directly to the unplugged performance of this. Yeah. And give credit where credit is due to Bruce Kulick and to Eric Singer. Um, because Bruce, on this version, uh, on the unplugged version, I swear, like all six of his guitar strings, when he was done with the song, probably just disintegrated. They just said, we can't play anymore. You <laughs> play this mm-hmm. to our ultimate limit. Uh, I mean, he really just riffs it. Uh, and on an acoustic guitar as well, which is very yes. impressive. And yeah. mm-hmm. the thing about, uh, you know, the entire Unplugged concert is that because there's no effects and amplification and pyro, you know, the drums are so much more up front and filling spaces that all that other stuff filled so Eric, but, but plus Eric has to, you know, bring it back. Like I myself, I am an arena rock drummer. But like right. when I played at the Acme Comedy Theater, you know, I had to pull it all back. <laughs> but, but in those little elements where you're able to express yourself, I mean, it really, really comes out as a strong song. And then Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley, uh, he sings... I, seems like his voice was almost at its peak when and they did it for and the unplugged they do yeah they do the break um towards the end i mean it is long but it's a great jam uh with all the little guitar licks but when he holds that note for about 12 or 13 seconds oh my god that one yeah. note and then he does uh, sort of like in the i want you on a live two where he's doing all the vocal gymnastics, ah, well, 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 you know, and, and, then, and then they just take it home. So I think, uh, you know, it's it's including two musicians that did not play on this album, but it is kind of like, 
well, you know, you you got to write the song first to have a really kick-ass live version of it. And so I give the song a lot of credit. But but I do think I like the unplugged version better than the original, but I still give it some credit. So. I, need, I, I I meant to ask you this the whole show, but since you brought up drumming, I want to ask you, who is your who's your favorite Kiss drummer? Ooh, well, I'd have to say Eric Singer. I mean, but and I agree. Know, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, technically, uh, yeah, technically, I think he's the best. Yeah, he's definitely the best. Eric Carr brought a whole new thing, um, but Eric Carr, I mean, Eric Singer, uh, technically. There's a lot more skill, and but Peter Chris was always my favorite member. Yeah, when I was, I was a, a kid, when I was a kid, Peter was my favorite member too. Yeah, so yeah, growing up, I was a Peter and Ace guy. Um, but that's why you know uh, I do have to give credit to Eric Singer for all the stuff he did on Unplugged, and also to Bruce. It just that you know, I mean, you yeah. know, I it probably wasn't his fault. He ended up on that '85 cover of Creatures <laughs> of the Night. You know? No, so not to they uh, needed all the hair to match. Yeah, right. they needed the hair to match. That's uh, why. But uh, so yeah. All right. That's what let, I have to say about that. You know what? Just really quick. You know what I always wonder? Because as kids, as a kid, I always liked Peter Chris because he was the cat man. And it was easy to know that. Right. You yeah. know, like I got it, you know. And but he, then as, as I got older, I, you know, I started noticing tight pants. And I'm like, Paul Stanley. And then as, a, as an adult, I started, you know, because I'm not a musician. The way we all talk about the songs is so interesting to me, by the way, to hear how everyone picks them apart. It's like, I'm very surfacey with it and very like how I feel in my heart, you know, and in my gut, like that's how I feel about the music. Yeah. So, you know, cause I'm a fan, I'm not a musician, but then as later in life, I'm just like, oh my God, I love this man. And then he's just been my favorite ever since. But as a kid, it was always Peter Chris cause his name yeah. was easy to remember and he was the cat man. And that was right. easy. Right. And did I Beth, think to remember. Did Beth have a big effect on you? No, not no. till later. <laughs> not not till, till later. later. Uh-uh. Or, or I was really woman? little. I'm oh. a lot younger than Kyle looks. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm no, but I mean, I was pretty little. Like when Beth came out, what yeah. I was four or five, okay. maybe yeah. I was pretty young. So, all right. Uh, her love is a gun. Her love is a blade. She's a killer. Bitch is insane. Bitch is. She deals in pain. Mm. Kyle, let's hear mm. some killer. She's a killer, bitch is insane, she deals in pain, she's a killer, ooh, she'll punch and bleed, and she'll watch and bleed, so I feel she's what I need, let's be in this real, yeah, black lace, little heels, she's a killer, crack the whip, this is real, All right, Christian. I I just like to point out that murder is a felony. So I'm a little concerned about the people that he's hanging out with. I mean, 
Unless, you know, unless it's like, you know, man eater. It's just symbolic <laughs> that she's chewing you up. Yes. So I would hope that that's what this song, it's just all symbolism, you know. Right. So that's a, you know, I just have some concerns. That's all. Um, I think because we've all talked about this before, Gene refers to his private areas as his love. His love. Yes. yes. My love, my love. So if her love is a gun and her love is a blade, I think she's got both. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Because you know he's done it all. He's done everything. And it wouldn't (laughs) surprise me at all if someone born with both was running around with a knife in their hands, just having some fun with Gene. You you took it to a whole new level, Courtney. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Can we call Gene right now and ask him? Dude, hang on. What's the song? Hello, about? hello. <laughs> uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss. I love after the first two lines, the song really gets in like this groove that I like. Like first, it's like that guitar, like and then it's like then it gets like groovy. I like it. I like this song again. Uh, this one, another uh, Vinnie Vincent co-write with Gene Simmons. Uh, do you like the song, Christian? <gasps> I do. I would say it's not my favorite, but um, just again going with the nice strong drive mm-hmm. and hard rhythm, you know. Yeah, Kyle, what about you? Uh, no, I, I like it a lot. It's it's killer. The last one was filler, and this <laughs> yeah. is killer. The last one was filler, and this is killer. Oh, that's good. That is good. Did you get that? Everybody? It's filler. <laughs> that song was really bad. It's <laughs> Filler. <laughs> All right, let's way move- better. I'm just gonna skip mine because that's way better than what I was gonna say. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the other Gene Simmons signature song. This is the one that Courtney feels is tied with "I Love It Loud." Correct? War Machine. Yeah, I love this song. Again, written with Brian Adams, Jim Valance, and Gene Simmons. War Machine is also a killer. Let's hear it. I have to assume that War Machine is the reason that they had the tank on stage. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, you start with Creatures of the Night and you end with War Machine. The album is bookended perfectly. War Machine is fantastic. It's so fucking good. Courtney? Mm-hmm. It's so fun live. It's such a fun part of the concert mm-hmm. where everybody's doing like the fist pumping yeah. and then they have it up on the screen. And, you know, but even before that, like when I, the first time I was saw them where they played that, it was uh, again on the cruise. That was like my introduction to a lot, you know, of the music that I didn't know before. And uh, that to me, what looking around the room and seeing everybody just super jumping into it. And my husband, when he only goes to a handful of shows with me, he'll go to Kiss. 
And this is his favorite part. Yeah, it's so good. War Machine. Does your husband take his shirt off when this song starts? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. That's just at the does. house. Yeah, that's only okay. at home. All right, good. He, he has his messy jersey on now. He's okay. got a soccer jersey on. <laughs> Oh, I think that messy, like it was like it's all messy. messy. He had like no, spaghetti like sauce on it, mustard on it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hard no. caramel, Lenal. drool. Uh, Christian, what's your thoughts on War Machine? Kiss is back. You know, I mean, it. Kiss is back. I, it's a good bookend. It is a good mm-hmm. bookend for the album. Um, when I hear that song, I do picture the video of them playing it live with Vinny in Brazil. Yes. When they had whatever, like 800,000 people it's, it's or whatever crazy. it was. It's show crazy. Up. I just, whenever I hear that song, I do think of that concert footage. Um, but it's like I said, when Kiss trying to make up for lost time, they're really coming with a good, good crunch. And I do like uh, the Gene singing in the higher register yes. of his voice. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like it too. Naturally, I mean, it's not strained; it's just pushed, mm-hmm. uh, pushed harder to get you know the the breast support to get in that upper register, uh, and it just takes it to a cool level, you know. The when when Gene when Gene has a, a, a song that just kills it, like Unholy, or you know God of Thunder, War Machine, I Love It Loud. These songs are perfect with his character, the Demon. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's all just perfect. Kyle, yeah. what do you think of War Machine? Uh, no, I love it. And I agree with Courtney. Like, the, it's great live. Like, that's one I don't, I wouldn't get sick of. No, like, never. Going, hearing at concerts. And I think that's one that they they have fun playing. I think there are ones that they're like, we have to play these. It's fine. But I think they, like, kind of get into it a little bit. Yeah. You know, that'll, like, it'll be Paul and uh, Paul and Tommy when I've seen them, like, kind of play in each other's guitars like real close and you know they have cool visuals behind them and stuff during it so yeah it's it's great and i think it was good to end on a strong note yes for sure that's it's a great way to uh it's a great it's also a bookend to side two opening with i love it loud and closing with war machine it's just it's all good i like side two better than uh definitely better than side one yeah kiss when they toured creatures they played my hometown of sioux falls south dakota with the plasmatics opening and i wow. did not see it i did not i was still a little too young yeah. gene produced um, that album the plasmatics album i think ah okay. so that's why yeah All right. what, Hang what's tight. the guy's name from the plasmatics wendy o williams no, no the guy uh, jean bouvier yeah he was he's been at kiss expos and played with ace and Ace's band and did signings and he still got the cool hair. Yeah. And like, the mohawk, yeah. the blonde mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. All right. So let's go around the horn. Uh, tell me your two favorite songs in the album. And then the one you like the least, let's start with Courtney, your two favorites. Oh. I know it's uh, tough, tough. It's so hard. Cause the song, um, the songs that are good on here are great. Okay. I, I mean, I'm just going to just be, be lazy, but it's war machine and I love it loud. Okay. And then I guess my least favorite is Killer. All right. Okay. So Gene, Gene getting a lot of love and then some hate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got to do an honorable mention, you know, to Paul. Okay. For the, for the vocals, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Christian, what about you? Your top oh, two favorites? I love it loud and Creatures for the two favorites. Okay. And um, I guess uh, Rock and Roll Hell, I don't care for it that much. I mean... 
if I had to ditch one. All right. Kyle? Well, you know what one I'm getting rid of. <laughs> I'm getting rid of this. I still love you. And uh, I think War Machine and I Love It Loud are my two favorites. Wow. And then Creature is like close third. Okay. That makes sense. All right. For me, I'm going to go Creatures and War Machine as my two favorites. And then... Yeah, keep keep me coming is not doing anything for me. So that's my least favorite. <laughs> Just not not into that one. So uh all right, look, guys, we did it. Look, 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 look what we did today. Four grown people talked mm-hmm. about KISS for almost two and a half hours. That never happens in my world. <laughs> oh, and, we, and we could go on for another two hours. Easily. Oh, yes, well, easily. Here's what I'll say. The four of us, we will return. <gasps> for the the first two non-makeup albums, we will do Lick It Up and Animalize down the road. Oh, they're wearing a lot of makeup during Animalize. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> well, I mean... Uh, they might have more makeup. Non, they non, might. Jean's wearing lip gloss. I mean... <laughs> I mean non-kabuki, non-kabuki makeup. I know. All right, let's go around the horn and do some promoting. Courtney, where can people find you? I know you're off the Twitter right now, but you're on Instagram, so let's hear it. I had to get rid of the Twitter, um, but I guess you can find me on the Facebook and on the Instagram. And I've been doing a lot of podcasting during this time, which is weird. Um, So once in a while, I put them up, but I'm putting together a website to put all that stuff on so both my fans can find my podcast, (laughs) my mother and my husband, without having to ask me, where's that link? So um, I'll be throwing those up. My dog is about to be uh, certified as an AKC intermediate level trick dog. Oh, my God. That's happening. Can we see uh, trick videos anywhere? Um, I'll post it. I hate because I look like one of those like fat ladies with like flat (laughs) shoes during one of the dog shows (laughs) trying to run and keep up with their dog. Because my dog is really fast in his agility stuff. But for his uh, tricks, I'll find a way. Oh, that's excellent. Congratulations, Rainy. Yeah. Get Rainy, yeah. get Rainy uh, it's a boy. It's He's a boy. Mm-hmm. Get him his own Instagram. I know I should. My Instagram, <laughs> my Instagram is him. That's all right, cool. Christian, tell us where we can find all things Christian. All right. Well, I am on the Facebook and the Instagram. And also, uh, last name is spelled M-A-L-M-I-N. I'm on the YouTube, and I'm always adding to things. Right. Um, a couple of side notes. Um I am in two rap videos cool. combined. They have 94 million views <laughs> on YouTube. They're two different videos for a rap artist called Da Baby. <laughs> I have oh, no idea, but if I take your word for it, I, I, I was, actually think I've heard of Da Baby. Yeah, you. He, he was just featured on the VMAs just like a week ago. Okay. So I'm in two Da Baby videos, and they have millions and millions of views on YouTube. And uh, I can tease something. I'm in another music video that is going to be coming out in about a month, month and a half. But I signed an NDA, so I can't Ooh, talk about all right. it. Is this a big artist? Can you say, oh, you can't even talk about it? I can't even talk about it, but hopefully... Uh, 
hopefully it will be a big deal because I had to sign a confidentiality agreement. All right. Well, when that comes out, so, you let us know and we'll tweet will, about I'll, it. I'll let y'all know. Yeah. Now you're in two videos by DeBaby. Do you play yes. the same character in both? Is it a reoccurring character that you're playing? No, it's uh, two different characters. Um, one video is called Babysitter, mm-hmm. and it features another artist, artist called called Offset. Okay. And I kind of yeah. like play, uh, I play the stepdad. To God, the thank baby. God. Thank God and, you're not the babysitter, because mm-hmm. I was like, what, what direction is this going to go? We got- this is going. <laughs> uh, and then there's another video with an artist uh, featuring an ar- another artist called NBA Youngboy. That song is called Jump, and in that I play like a reporter. Okay. So it's two different parts, and then in the upcoming one, it's still another different part. Now, when you're the stepdad, cool. when you're the stepdad, do you do you say this line in that video? Do you say, what are you doing with a baby pin on your uniform? Do you say that? <laughs> what do you want to do, do with, with your, your life? life? <laughs> I do not, but it's a similar thing. <laughs> All and, right, cool. Uh, just... To tie it in, you know, way long ago, back in the 90s, uh, I actually did a guest star on a show and uh, Mark Metcalf, who played that part, and uh, Andy Snyder were both also uh, in this show. It was an ABC show called Teen Angel. Oh, I worked with both of them on D's Roast and, and we had Mark say it. Oh, oh, that's excellent. great. He came in and did it. Everyone was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good yeah, times. That's great. Yeah. Kyle. So thanks we, for asking. You're, and you're welcome. And Christian, uh, will we recognize you in these videos? You got beard or no beard? Um, babysitter, no beard. Jump beard and the upcoming one there will be a beard. All right. All right. So will be beard. We'll look yeah. hard for Christian without the beard. And Kyle, what are you up to? Uh, just working. I've, I make dumb things sometimes and put them on my own Twitter. So you can look at there. Like I made a, I, I recut last night. I recut the Goldfinger trailer to be, look like a Wes Anderson trailer. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, uh, cool. so lots of time on your hands. Yep. No, I watched it. It's good. Thanks. It's, it's two minutes too long. Is it on your Facebook, Kyle? Because no, I had to well, delete no, Twitter. No, because I when I tried to put it on Facebook, I used I used two songs in it. One was a David Bowie song. I used oh, all footage from, it. yeah, I used all footage from a the one, probably the most famous Bond movie. No problems. Paul Simon doesn't like when you use Julio down by the schoolyard. All right. So, oh. so I was like, done. I was like, I got copyright thing, and I was like, I bet it's Paul Simon. And I looked, and yep, is that son of a bitch, Paul Simon. <laughs> So he's always ruining everything. Way to go, Paul Simon. Garfunkel wouldn't do that. Nope. Because he doesn't write anything. (laughs) Uh, We ivory tower and piss on the youngins. But can I tell the folks at home? Can I just thank them for being a dynamite audience? And you deserve to give yourself the round of applause. Let's go. (laughs) Lions, Lions on the floor. Let's hear you roar. (laughs) <laughs> um we are at rock solid show i am at pat underscore francis you can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show and if you want to support the show through patreon go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast no play out song today but you will hear the dialogue that ends the fantastic album known as uh, music from the elder 
I want to thank Kyle for producing, and I want to thank Courtney, as always, for being here. And I want to thank our new kiss friend, Christian Malmin. I'm going to call you Kiss-chin Malmin. Yay! Kiss-chin. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. This was an absolute joy. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.